Hey Brigadiers, Funky Phil here. Just putting up a disclaimer on this episode, there is some adult language in the interview. Yeah, what it is, cuz. Drum Brigade Podcast, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody's having a beautiful, wonderful day today. I'm Corey Kingston. I'm Corey Kingston. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I got to get that audience on point. Uh, you know, here, over here in beautiful Oceanside, California. Just trying to like be safe, you know, just trying to be safe and uh, trying to wrap my head around Monday. Uh, and this is episode 97. Yeah. This is why you're a true drummer, Corey. Because <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. You're a legend. Thank you, Davey. Um, and over there hanging out with just a full beard, full beard, just looking as handsome as can be. I mean, just distinguished a gentleman. Please welcome to the show. Funky, fantastic Phil Pardell. Yes, sir. Drinking, drinking coffee like a true gentleman. Yes, sir. On his porch with the chickens. Yes. There may be chickens in this episode. (laughs) You can't stop the rooster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Um, struggling a bit today, Funky Phil. Struggling a bit today. Uh, but I'm here. You know, maybe it's just because I haven't had enough coffee. Hold on. Yeah. Drink that mm. brown sauce. Oh, that's good stuff, though. Man, that's good. Uh,. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna try to get through this show today as best we can. It's gonna be it's great. Gonna be a wonderful. It's gonna be a wonderful, just a wonderful show, top form. Well, I'm happy to see you, Corey. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Uh, you know, we were talking about having you back in studio here, doing things right. But then, guess what? We're back in purple, people. Back in purple in San Diego. That doesn't mean you can't come in the studio, but we're very limited here now very limited here yeah so i'm uh you know i'm thinking about going back to online lessons only have two lessons today that would be happy to just do online i think i'm gonna try to get them though there's only two students that come are coming in studio today three Mm. three students um one of them i don't mind he always wears a mask but the others i don't know i don't know so yeah, I'm going to tell them probably. I'm just thinking out loud. Let's get the show on the rails here, Phil. What am I freaking doing here? That's cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyways, it's the Drum Brigade podcast. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we got all kinds of things happening, moving and shaking. We got a Patreon. We got lessons. We got merch. We got a contact form where you can be a part of the show and 
ask us questions, give us ideas, just holler at us. Tell us we're doing a good job. We need to hear it. People, we need your support. We need your support. So if you want to go and check out our merch store, like we have dope stuff, you know? Yeah. I know Corey, um, like you don't celebrate this, but if, if anyone's doing any shopping for upcoming holidays, we've got some rad stuff. Just saying. There's no chance that your husband or your wife or your loved one is going to be bummed if you're like, and I got you a drum brigade mug and a, and a shirt with Phil's face on it. Yeah. My face. <laughs> they're going to be like, what is this crap? And just throw it. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, exactly what I wanted. Well, maybe if it's got my face on it. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> face on it, they're throwing it in the trash, burning it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff though. We got even face masks and, and little, you know, I think we can make backpacks. We should do that. Um, uh, we should have those made. Yeah. But we got all kinds of things, man. And, um, we, we need to do some, like, here's what to get your loved one for holidays. Like, yeah, you can get him a snare and you can get him like drumsticks or something, but skip that drum brigade merch. Yeah. Any guy would want, excuse me, any guy would want a drum brigade t-shirt way more than any snare you can get him. <laughs> Bell brass, forget it. Drum brigade t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> black ugly, forget it. Yeah. No, not black ugly, black beauty. Uh-huh. Forget it. Drum brigade t-shirt, Corey's face on it. All the way. All the way, all day. All the way. <laughs> um, we got a, a, a great guest coming up a little bit here. Um, Eric Miko Finley. Yay. Coming on here. Uh, he's from the band um, Sea Haven. And uh, we're going to chat it up. We're going to spin the wheel of death. We're going to get to your questions if you have any. It's going to be a good old-fashioned time. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's get into it. Drum Brigade Podcast, Corey Kingston, Funky Phil, Eric, Miko coming up really soon. You know what's crazy? My cat's name is Miko. That is crazy. Her name is Miko Buttons. <laughs> That's a good cat name. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it's the girl cat, not the boy. Everybody knows our boy cat, Max Maximus. But um, no, Miko is the other, the girl. So Nice. Feisty little thing she is. You know, like me and my wife, at the beginning of COVID, me and my wife were talking about doing a, a children's podcast called The Adventures of Max and Miko. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's like their whole the whole show is about them trying to escape from the house to either eat baby birds or to eat chicken fat. <laughs> chicken fat. <laughs> like and so they're always plotting like hey i got this idea like here's how we could do it you know and then like but then like max is too lazy and so he just wants to sleep he's like all right we'll get to it in a minute let me take a nap first and then it's like nighttime again they can't do it and like nice uh but like we talked about doing it but like we just have too much other things going on yeah but and like it's also extremely hard to start a podcast and get people to listen to it and stuff um, really? Uh, yeah. I thought it was easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we were like, I, I can't, I was like, my wife is a really good writer, you know? And like she, and it's a really like, it's a hobby for her. She loves 
writing. So, but we just have so much things going on that she's like, that's a great idea, but yeah, maybe someday I'm like, Oh, okay. never mind. (laughs) I wish we could do the adventures of Max and Miko podcast and have it fund us being full-time adventurers in a van. (laughs) That'd be cool. Yeah. I want to get one of those. Have you seen the Volkswagen is putting out their, their bus? Like a yeah. new version of the bus that's all electric. Did it is that the one where the back extends out? I saw one in Europe where it's Maybe. like another van comes out of the back and then it's like twice as long. I don't think so. But maybe not like the VW buses, like the, the roof extends up, right? Uh-huh. And there's like a bunk bed like little thing up there and like well, they made one in Europe where instead of the top going up, I think the top still does go up, but now the back extends out and then like two little legs drop down and then it's like 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 i said twice as long Uh as your regular van and then that's where your beds are and stuff i don't know i didn't i didn't see that in the the pictures i saw but maybe i don't know dude you would not believe how bad like there's things in this world that i want like i want a motorcycle really bad (laughs) i want a new snare drum really bad Really? You would not believe how bad I want a Sprinter van conversion. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh my gosh. Every you think that like, you know, I'd be watching I do spend a lot of time watching drum videos and stuff. Um, but I spend probably 70% of the time watching these Dumbo couples. Like, okay, and so here's how we built our van. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shut up, you idiots. But I love your van. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the other 30% of the time, I'm watching Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> what a strange insight. Yeah. I wa- I'm so, I want, it's going to happen, but I want to, like, a camper van so bad. It started, okay. This, this this is a drum podcast, I know, but it started off with um, we went to Lake Tahoe a few like a month or two ago, two months ago, and we were at this like little skate park where there's like a river, and we were like, oh, this is cool, and we just pulled our like rental car in there, and then I was like, man, it'd be cool to like open up the doors, be able to cook cook our food, and like take a nap here with the doors open, and no one even knows you're there next to a river. And then cool. I we pulled into another state park, and I was like, this this like hippie couple pulled up, and he was like listening listening to like some straight fusion. I was like, I'm digging his music. Is I don't know who he, I don't know who he's listening to, but it was like you could tell this dude was a musician. And they had a VW bus, and they like opened it up, and I look I saw inside it had like a kitchen and stuff, and I was like, dang, it just like blew my mind, like. That's what I want to do. I want to listen to Fusion and pull up to a state park and just like open the doors and be like, yeah, we're here. We're not in a rush. <laughs> and then so then immediately I was like looking like on on Craigslist. Like, I wonder how much a VW bus is. I think I could like that sounds cool. You know, turns out VW buses are very expensive and they don't have amenities like if you build your own van. Yeah. They're stylistic, though. Stylistic. Yeah. And so I, uh, I was like, I don't know if I want like, cause okay, there's layers to this onion. All right. I ride a Vespa, like an old 78 Vespa yeah. 200. That mug 
has problems a lot because it's old. Uh So if you get an old VW bus, it's basically the bus version of a Vespa. Uh (laughs) So I'm not trying to travel through the deserts of Arizona and having problems with like overheating and engine issues. Nah. So I'm like, nah. Mm -mm." Especially you're talking about making that like your house. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I have too much going on. Maybe for like uh, like a month, but not like forever. Yeah, gotta- I, it, it begins and ends with the cats. Our cats are not trying to live in a van, dude. They want to run around and stuff. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Cats in a van. We're not gonna build like a cage for them outside. That's just nonsense. They're afraid. They're afraidy cats, dude. <laughs> um. So, anyways, that transitioned me into okay sprinter van conversion and i was not into this idea before and then i once i saw the vw bus i was like this is what's happening and now it's like you can make them so dope dude you really can yeah so i'm like this is what needs to happen i was up till like almost midnight last night watching happy jack bed lifts (laughs) that like it's like a mechanical thing that lifts your bed up so now you have like it's like a loft bed thing that you can put in your van and it like lifts it up hydraulically or whatever. <laughs> Damn. And like, you are and so really then I'm like, oh, I could get that and then I could put my drums underneath or I can fit my bicycle under there or something or even a Vespa or whatever. And like, yeah, dude, it's going to be dope. I just need to get it. Yeah. My, my neighbor, a friend of mine um, down the street, he's like, he has he had one that was like a super expensive luxury van. Um, and then he sold that and built a, built his own. And then his father-in-law, they live with them. His father-in-law is like in his seventies and then they built one for him too. So now they both have, have sprinter vans that they like go on trips together. And then now his brother has built one and their buddy is building. I'm like, dude, we could go on like trips. He's like, I know. And I'm like, dang it. I need this to happen. <laughs> So the idea too would be, um, you know, we have a studio here and then we we're still working on beach brigade, but the other idea is to get a box enclosed box trailer that you'd like take on tour and outfit that with like a solar panel and carpet inside and then make that a traveling studio where I can teach on the go. That'd be cool. I always like those, those airstream things are pretty cool. I like those. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's going to happen. It's just, yeah. Uh, all right, Phil. Enough about this van talk, okay? Okay. Just over here talking about nonsense. <laughs> I have to get my mind in a good mood, though, when I talk about vans. It gets me in a good mood, and then it gets me in a like mad mood because I'm like, it's never going to happen. I don't make any money. I'm not making any money. Yeah. I need to make more money. You I need to make more money. You need to make you know? more money. Yeah. And then... I run myself in a circle and then I'm just like, forget it. It'll never happen. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Funky Phil? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. It was a, it was a pleasant week. Nothing, cra- nothing crazy. I, I did, uh, I installed. Wait a second. Where's your music? Oh, shucks. <laughs> Should I, I'll just go right into this one. There you go. <laughs> My apologies. 
Uh, it was a pleasant week. Nothing too crazy happening. I did. I installed some new lights in one of my bathrooms, which um, the kids have been afraid to go into at night. Because there's no lights? Yeah, because it's been pretty dark in there. So the, we've Ugh. all been sharing the master, or the, ba- the bathroom that's, you know, attached to my bedroom. So that's been inconvenient. But yeah, now we got new LED lights. Yes, sir. We replaced those old, nasty, fluorescent bulb ones with brand new LED ones, and they are bright and great, and we're very easy to install. Um, I did go to Guitar Center this week. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. It was uh, uh my wife needed some. She needed a some. Uh, floor monitors for performing so I bought some used speakers nice it was cool there was a good I got them for a really good price but why would you sell powered speakers without the power cable to them (laughs) it it doesn't make sense to me and you Phil but it makes perfect sense for Guitar Center I don't get I was dumbfounded so I was like, yeah, I'll get these two. And, and he was like, oh, do you need, you might need to buy some power cables because these don't come with power cables. I said, what are you talking about? Why would you sell <laughs> speakers without the cable to turn them on? That's insane. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, we just, we sell them as they come in. So if they don't have them when they came in, we don't, we don't add them That's to BS. The, the, like, yeah, right. I bet they had and them. You, and prob- you, you probably you- just got, you just lost them or something. Yeah, that store is so unorganized. That's yeah, and they probably gave the guy like five bucks for those speakers. Yeah, and then I, stolen. So I, I and the only, of course, the only power cables they had were like fifty foot cables that were fifty dollars a piece. Oh my so gosh! I didn't buy those. I just ordered some online. Good. See, you have this. You have the patience, Phil. I don't have the patience where I'm just like, forget it. I'll just get these. I want them now. Yeah. <sighs> But no, it was a good week. How was your week? Uh, you know, pretty low key, man. Pretty low key. Uh, I uh, haven't do- been doing much musically um, because, yeah, so the Schmucky Metals, I played my last Schmucky Metals gig um, two weeks ago or a week ago. So nothing else for the year. Um, really? So, yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep it going. I, I got back on TikTok. I, I deleted TikTok for a while, um, but kind of went into TikTok. What, what's that? Oh, no, I just saw you posted yeah. something from there. Yeah, so um, taking a different approach on TikTok. Before, I was treating TikTok just like my Instagram, where it was just like whatever I feel like posting, trying to figure out what I can post, and you know, and I can't keep up with all the nonsense on TikTok. Like, I'm not, I'm not the guy that does dumb dances and does these funny skits and like, I'm just, I can't keep up with all that. So I'm like taking a a page from Tasha's book where I'm only posting one thing on my main feed every day. So I'm doing this thing called drum 365 and I'm posting a random drum clip every day for, for a year and see when seeing what it does. It's an experiment. Dang, that's a commitment. Um, I like it. Yeah, but it's not as hard as you think because I already have, like, I haven't actually recorded anything for for TikTok yet, and I'm already, like, five days in. Um, 
So it's just random clips I've already had in my phone, you know, and you can literally take anything like you can, I can, I like today the plan is to, or tomorrow is to like bang on the drums for 15 minutes and take a bunch of clips from that. It can just be a fill. It could just be, and it's not like a lesson thing. It's not like, here's how you do this. It's just drumming for 365 days, you know, and I'll just take clips. And so far it's like, I started off, I followed like 13 people and so far it's just like it's not like booming but it's like way more than i thought like when i signed up for twitch it was like i couldn't get one person to watch me play live it was such a stinking nightmare dude and so with tiktok at least they'll throw the 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 um, algorithms are a little bit different than instagram where i don't i don't even know if you can pay for ads on tiktok like they'll just throw you in the feed of what everybody else so it's like i already have like 300 views on or 400 and fi- almost 500 views on some of the videos of just people viewing it like people watching that's awesome and then if you know a little bit about like a little bit about instagram and how to make your stuff look decent it kind of works where it catches people's attention so i'm not saying nothing i'm not doing nothing i'm not writing nothing i'm just playing drums and posting it and that's it and that's the only thing you're going to see on my tiktok and if it, if it's something funny or random, then that'll be on Instagram stories. So I like it. So yeah, that's basically all I've had going on with music. I I mean, I've still been kind of swamped with this album and packaging up records, and um, also had like this another record drop where we they Pirates Press Records put us on a compilation um, this week, and I have to make a video for that, but um. So they they basically put us on a compilation. It's the first song on this like full on punk rock camp compilation. <laughs> like we do not belong on this comp at all. It's like total like pian like jazz like blues piano at the beginning, and then the next song is like like we're like what? Don't save that, Phil. I love you, mom and dad. Not not that kind of punk rock. We are punk rock as it gets. um yeah so it's kind of it's kind of cool like i don't know how people are going to receive that like are they going to be like who's this stupid band but i honestly don't care because we're on the compilation and your band isn't so beat it yeah uh yeah so you know it's cool we're just happy to be being promoted you know like there's a lot of other bands that could have been promoted like but they're not and, and uh, so that makes me really pleased that we are on there and it, it came out, they sent me a record and it is so dope. It's like clear red vinyl. Yeah. And there's all kinds of stuff in the, you get like a poster, you get a sticker, the packaging is all really dope and like, man, it's so nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. And, and that adds something to our, um, to our resume that we have now we have three releases we have a compilation that started this whole thing and then our actual release and now a new compilation that just came out so that's a big accomplishment already i feel like already we win you know yeah i saw some other video of you playing that you recorded drums for some other project that oh yeah came out this week too i forgot about that that was so that was also a, a project that started two years ago um 
Mr. Kowalski. And uh, he's like, uh, I, I don't really know. I think he's French, but he always lives in like Costa Rica and like other places. So it's super cool guy, man. And, um, you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I've done, I've done like, I think two records, maybe three records with him. And, um, always super cool, like super cool experience. But when I got the demos, I was kind of like, Oh man, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> I hate to say that, but I was kind of, you know, like sometimes when you get demos, it's just a dude in his bathroom with an acoustic guitar, like singing. And so I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of, to be honest, man, I don't really say yes to every ska and reggae um, opportunity. Like I, I kind of say no to most like recordings and stuff like that. Um, just because I like to keep my ska and reggae integrity, if that makes sense. Like I try to keep my um, legacy alive, but if I just turn into this, like, you know, this dude that anyone can hire, that it takes away my like legitimacy. So um, all the things that I've built up with Hepcat and, and, and Agrilites and everyone else, it's kind of like, I have people all the time like, Hey man, we want to hire you for this record. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so this one was like that where I was like, all right, man, I'll do it. I must've needed the money. Um, I was like, I'll do it, but no posting about it. No telling people, I don't even want my name on the record. And he was like, okay, no problem, boss. No problem. I'm like, all right, man. I felt kind of bad. And then hanging out with him, I was like, this guy's cool, man. It's, it's not what, it's not you, man. It's me, you know? And then I heard the record and I was like, oh, it's great. It's great. It was just the demos that were a little janky. And so he had me back, had me do like, like, I don't know, like five songs or something. And, um, and that video was from that. So he made me sound and like, look really cool though. He's like, Corey did this, this, this track, these drums in one take. Can you believe that? And like all this stuff he said, like lines like that, where I was like, that's really cool of him, man. That's really cool. Like he didn't have to do that, you know? Yeah, that was so, cool. I like that. It was a lot of fun too. There's a, actually a day in a life about that video too. Um, I, I, I don't know what it's called. I think it's just trip to LA for a recording session. And I, I took the train to that session and like, yeah, so it was cool. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, um, other than that though, like I haven't really been doing too much like this week. I went on a dope hike, dope hike up in, um, Palomar mountain snow up there, Phil snow. Nice. And, um, went, went just like hiked. I did like five miles in like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, which is good for me. Um, totally solo by myself. It was so nice. I, it's like what I said, man, I needed to like get my head clear, clear and just wasn't having like a great day. And so it's amazing what that can do for you, you know? Um, went on a scooter ride, scootering, Vespa scootering. You guys, you know, if you don't, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, so I ride with like some, like Matt Hensley from flogging Molly and some other guys, musician guys, we all have vintage scooters and a lot of fun, man. So we went, I just went on a cool ride to Temecula through Fallbrook, Phil waved, at, waved, waved, waved at you, but you didn't see me. I was going so fast on a little scooter. I didn't see you. <laughs> and um road to Temecula was really fun. And then it was really cold though. And then I was like beat down, exhausted, went out to dinner, went out to dinner, Phil. Woo! 
with with Mark, um, our business partner, and uh, me and the wife. I have to say, man, it was a good dinner. Really nice. Shout out to Mark. Thank you for, uh, you know, he's always buying us dinner, you know. But, dude, it's kind of uncomfortable, man. Kind of uncomfortable being out there. Just you have to not wear your mask while you're eating. And then the more alcohol people have, the closer they get. And I don't know what, I don't know. I know Mark and I don't know. And I, you know, I don't know these other people. And so it was kind of, it was, it was nice, but it was regretful. When we got home, you're like, I don't know if we should have done that. Yeah. Did you take a shower when you got home? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I always do. Whenever, like, if I go to like, like if I play a gig, I take a shower before when I get home, I'm like, I ain't going to bed with these Ronas. (laughs) So yeah, man, it's just, it's, I'm not ready. Not ready. Yeah. Me neither, man. I'm like, we don't hang out with people and then we just go and hang out with people. We don't know. Like there was other people there, nice people, but I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know we're outside and stuff, but if I got sick from this, I w- it would not be worth it. And it's going it's going down right now. Yeah, major spikes. Yeah, so I don't know, man. Um all right, well, why not? I ain't trying to hear that right now. Uh let's talk about my neighbor. <laughs> Yeah, I've needed three weeks to calm down from this guy. I know this one's been pending for a while now. <laughs> this guy has get, gotten on my last nerves for the last time, dude. I can't stand this fool, man. I shouldn't say that, but he's really difficult. <laughs> All right, so you guys, I've had I've had soapboxes about this same fool like multiple times, and it just continues. The shenanigans continue. They just continue. They don't stop. Uh, so the way my house is, is we have, um, we pay very little rent like for San Diego. Um, but we have to share one of like share a kitchen with other people. So the kitchen is a shared space, but our apartment is totally our own. So if you guys saw, you'd be like, all right, this isn't as bad as it sounds true. Uh, so one of the guys we share the kitchen with moved to Mexico for, for um, COVID with his mom and dad. So he's a special needs guy. So this, the, the jerk that I'm talking about um, was supposed to be his caregiver. Last guy on earth that should be taking care of anybody. He can't take care of himself, but takes care of that guy. Well, that guy moved. Okay. Before him, there was two other guys that shared the kitchen. They also moved like a year ago. Those guys were a huge problem too. Nightmare, guys. Nightmare. Okay, so now it's just me and my wife and one other fool that share the kitchen. He doesn't even have like one other guy. I've talked about how he's a complete compulsive hoarder. Like he so the guy that he was taking care of moved out. Now homeboy moved into his a little his little apartment. So now he has a trailer outside. He has his apartment. He has junk all over the property, all over the property. He has to keep getting sheds from Costco to fill them up with his crap. All right. Well, the kitchen is the problem. So he has 
he has stuff. I've talked about this before. He has stuff all over the kitchen, man, all over the kitchen. Like he takes up 75, 80% of the kitchen and he's one person. He has like a giant, we've had, we've had a soapbox about his refrigerator, a giant refrigerator. Um, he, he, yeah, just a nightmare. The table, the kitchen table full of his stuff. So we started kind of going, all right, well, if he's going to do it, we're going to do it. So we leave our blender on the kitchen table. We leave it there and you can tell it's just eating, eating him up, dude, just like pissing him off. So the other thing is he leaves his dishes in the dish holder, the dish rack pretty much every night. And when he's ready, he'll put them away. So we do the same thing. There's two of us. There's one of you. I don't even freaking care, dude. It's not unreasonable. We leave our dishes in there, let them dry. Then we put them away. And it's, it's like, you want to put your stuff in there too? Go ahead. No one's stopping you. Well, he doesn't like that because he can't, it's something that he can't control. So he's just bent out of shape. Like, and so he, he can't, the problem is he was controlling the other two jerks that live there. And then he was controlling the guy with special needs because he was his caregiver. So you should hear the way he talks to him. Like you don't do this anymore. He leave notes all over the place, you know? And so he tries to do that with me and my wife, me and my wife don't play that Phil. Uh, uh-uh. Nope. So, um, so he's been getting mad. So he'll leave like he has a giant pressure cooker pot, like a giant stew pot that he'll leave in the dish rack on purpose. So we can't put anything in there. And he's just doing it just to piss us off. And um, so he's, he's, he, it's not doing anything because we'll just move it out and put our stuff in. So then what he's been doing is if we leave our dishes in there, he'll move them. He'll take them out of the dish rack and put them like stuff them in a corner Ew. Like, because the whole entire kitchen isn't big enough for him and his stuff. So he'll take all of our stuff out and move it onto the table. So I keep saying, stop touching my stuff. Don't touch my stuff. You, this dude is out there, dude, digging in the trash. He's gardening and he's, he's Dylan. He's, he's, he's disgusting, dude. He's disgusting. You look at the cut, the front of his refrigerator. There's, there's fingerprints and food stuck. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Not to mention we're in the middle of a pandemic. So stop touching my stuff. Like, I don't trust your cleanliness. I don't trust. I look at your refrigerator. Stop. Okay. Long story short, dude. So that was one. He writes, uh, he, like we've written on the board in the kitchen, stop touching our stuff. Leave our stuff alone. We'll put it away when we are ready. And he gets, he gets super pissed off, dude. He gets so mad. And I don't care. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You can get pissed off all you want. It's not your kitchen. It's not ours either. It's both of ours. So leave our stuff alone and we'll leave your stuff alone. Stop playing the games. So he does it again. He moves our stuff. And then he, my wife writes uh, a thing on the, on the board. Hey, please leave the horn stuff away. We'll put it, or please leave the horn stuff alone. We'll put it away when we're ready. So he gets pissed off uh, and writes a note. And this is a funny thing. The dude can't spell for some reason. <laughs> so he gets so mad and he writes in his fury and then he misspells so much stuff. So he writes, well, then please do so I can put my stuff away allo. And he's trying to write also. <laughs> so I circle allo and write, what is allo? Question mark. <laughs> oh, no. It says, so please do semicolon. So that I may put my stuff away all low. I'm like, why do you set my colon there, bro? That's awesome. So he gets pissed off again. And like, he, he is, he's just fuming over this dude. So 
uh, comes home one day. So we come home like we we got a bunch of uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, groceries. We try to keep groceries stocked just in case we go on full lockdown again. And you know, so we went to the store and stocked up on like supplies, right? And uh, so you know, you go to the grocery store. Unlike him, we try to sanitize our stuff that came from the store because there's a freaking global pandemic going on. So my wife has the counter space taken and she's sanitizing all of our, our groceries and then putting it in the dish rack. Well, he comes in the middle of this. Again, shared kitchen. He's taking up 80% of the kitchen. I can show you pictures. We have one little bit of counter space that we can use, you know, and then the dish rack and that's it. He has everything else taken. So he walks in and he's super mad because he wants to cook something. Stove is free, bro. The stove is free. We are not using the stove. And he's just mad because we're in there. And he starts throwing stuff around. I'm taking a nap. He's throwing stuff around. So he only does this when my wife is in there. Throwing pots and pans, like just pissed off. And then he storms outside, slams the door, starts watering the plants. So my wife comes in. I said, if he starts acting a fool, you come and get me. Sure enough, she comes in. She says, hey, your boy is out here like acting a fool. So I put a shirt on. I go outside. I'm like, yo, is there a problem in the kitchen? And he's like, you know what, brother? Yes, there is. There (laughs) is. Absolutely. He shuts off the water. And he's like, I need to talk to you, Corey. I'm like, I'm right here. Oh, boy. (laughs) You realize that I am diabetic? I'm like, looking at like, "Mm, yeah. Don't care, though. But yeah. (laughs) Do you know what diabetes is? Have you ever known anybody who's diabetic? And I'm like, yeah, my dad's diabetic. Okay, so you know that I need to eat food and I need to be able to cook when I need to or else it can cause major problems for me. That's good. Why are you throwing stuff around in the kitchen, bro? Your wife has stuff all over, spread all over where I can't even steam vegetables if I wanted to. And I'm like, first of all, you need to calm down. Second of all, my wife is doing nothing wrong. She's in there putting our groceries away. And if you want to steam some vegetables, go steam your stupid vegetables. (laughs) He is like, dude, he is so mad. He's like fist clenched and just, he's being super sarcastic. I said, listen, dude, I said, I'm so sick and tired of this crap in the bathroom that we've been dealing with for years now. I mean, in the, in the kitchen, I said, you, you walk in there like it's your space and you're gracing us you know, with you're, we're allowed to use it as long as you're not using it. I said, that's BS. I said, you have no power in this kitchen. I said, you have no power on this property. You don't get to tell us anything. I said, we're not renting the space from you, dude. And I said, if you want to make some vegetables in there, I said, go make some stupid vegetables. I said, but if you're out here storming, throwing stuff around, acting like an idiot, like you normally do. And so now he's, he's like, I go, it's, it's nonsense. Oh, kind of like you when you ripped the stuff off the wall because last time he was leaving notes all over the kitchen. And I said another thing and I ripped his board off the wall without even unscrewing it. And like, I was like, we're done with the notes. I said, yeah, exactly. That was me telling you that we're done with writing notes in this kitchen. And he's like, I hate writing notes. I'm so tired of writing notes. I'm, I hate doing that. I'm like, yeah, you could have fooled me. <laughs> he's being like super, super sarcastic. I said, look, 
I said, the, sh- the games that you play, dude, with writing the notes, with moving our dishes. I said, if you haven't noticed, we're in a global pandemic. He's like, oh, you think? And I'm like, look, dude, I'm not going to do this with you if you're going to be sarcastic. I said, I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm telling you. He's like, I said, I'm telling you what's happening. I said, this isn't even a discussion anymore. I said, I'm telling you how things are going to be run in this kitchen. I'm telling you. And like, I'm step, I like step to his face and I'm like, I'm telling you how things are going to be run. And I'm like, it is not going to be like, Hey, if you don't mind, I said, you do not make the rules in the kitchen. And he's like, well, I've tried to make space for you guys. I said, I don't need you to make space. I'll make my own space in the kitchen, dude. I said, what are you going to allow us to use the kitchen when you're not using it? I said, what do you think this is? You have no power here. I said, you don't make the rules. You don't make the rules here. I'm like, it doesn't freaking matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you think. I don't care what rules you set. I said, any rule that is made in the kitchen, we will purposely not follow it because you don't make the rules. And then I, and he's like, he's like trying to say stuff. He's trying to like, he's just being super sarcastic. I said, if you have something to say, let's, let's talk about it. But if not, if not, don't waste my time. Well, if you would let me speak, I would like to talk. Mike, floor is yours, dude. And then he just start, he keeps being sarcastic and I'm like, we're done here. And I walk away. He's just like talking and talking and talking like, yeah, you're just a little baby and you're just doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, enough, dude, this dude's like 60 something years old. Oh man. A complete cat clown, dude. A complete, I can't even say it. A complete <laughs> cown, cown. He's a complete cown. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, dude, this dude drives me nuts, man. I can go on and on and on. I, love, I can go on I and on. I love this guy. He is <laughs> such a freaking piece of work, dude. <laughs> Holy moly. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Stop leaving notes in the kitchen, bro. And so just leave our stuff alone. Don't touch my stuff. And don't even talk to me. When you come in, just look the other way, all right? Don't talk to me. That's so bizarre. God. What a strange, <sighs> strange human being. This whole sucks. <laughs> Uh, where's my don't talk to me, dude? Shut up. Stop talking to me. There we go. <laughs> All right. I need a break after that. Let's get our boy Eric on. All right. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes. Onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 97. We're just here, and it's now, and it is fun times. Oh, yeah. Uh, Funky Phil, we got a great guest on the line, hanging out with us on Instagram Live as well. Uh, plays in the band Sea Haven. Um, 
happy to have him on the show. Please welcome Eric Miko Finley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Well, don't tell anybody. They're, they don't know. As far as they know, we have a massive uh, studio audience. So, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, no too, how they here. like. They clap like so much and then they all stop at the same time. It's so weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> like how they do that, dude. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, man, Great. Eric, dude, thank you for coming on the show, man. And, um, you know, like how's everything going for you and stuff? Things have been well. I'm happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I did. I've been following your account for some time now. Oh, cool. And, uh, I've been a fan. I've seen a few sessions uh, that you guys have done. I've watched uh, Tucker Rules, Thomas oh, yeah. Langs. Uh, Tyler Zarzik is a good buddy of mine. I saw him the other week. So nice. um, I'm I'm very fortunate to be here. I want to thank you guys. But uh, I've been well trying to stay busy during quarantine. It's uh, a funky thing. Yeah. To be so used to performance and touring and like that side of things and have that ripped away from you and be like, hmm, how can I progress and build? and contribute and soak in as much as i can without like that so you kind of got to take to the internet take to the practice pad so just be kind of silently working yeah new record coming out from the band on friday so that's been the nice. creative outlet and something to like worry and excite over so kind of been it that's really cool i didn't know you guys were releasing a new album on friday that's like that's one thing i've been seeing during this whole COVID thing is like there is a lot of new music coming out, you know, that hasn't really stopped. Um, I guess the thing that gets weird is like, dude, how do we promote this? How do we go out and like, <laughs> like I just released a new record and I'm like, yeah, I want to get out and tour and promote this it's, and there's nothing to do. It's really difficult. I think it's had bands had to think outside the box. Because mm. uh, right now all you got is the internet. And I don't want to say it's a blessing, but a curse because the internet is such a tool these days. Mm. But, but uh, for my group and my guys and my band, it's always been uh, very less is more on the internet. We're not so much posting what we had at Chipotle and just <laughs> screaming content nonstop. It's like, so we're such performance, like I was mentioning, like we go on tour, we sh we put on the internet what we want you to see, the little things here and there. And it's all, if you want to meet the band and know anything about us, go to a show, go to the merch line and talk to us there, you know? So to have this COVID thing just like shake us down, it's like, how do we play this internet game, but play it our own way and not follow all the trends to a T and just be basic and do it our own way? It's, it's, it's exciting, but it's also stressful because it's new times and you don't want to be forgotten and you want to keep that energy ramped up. So it's been interesting. It's kept us busy through this entire quarantine. So, yeah, it's, um, it's crazy how we have to like think out of the box now, you know, and like we, we just, I mean, maybe it's the same for you. It's, it's, you know, or same for a lot of other people where we've gotten used to doing things, you know, like you release an album, you go and promote it, or you release an album, you do interviews and you, you know, yep. you promote before you, you know, and, um, now it's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Do we do a live stream? Do we do like, do we, you know, talk to fans? Like, you know, do a, do a, a live stream, like interview thing where it's just ask us anything kind of thing. And, uh, you know, man, it's like crazy times, man. It's crazy times. I think it's been great though. There's been just content overload, like, especially when we were locked down and I don't know about you guys. I was on my phone just all day. There's nothing else to do. Right. And I, I'm seeing bands that I've followed for years that wouldn't, post too much 
now trying to get stuff out there. So I was like constant stuff I was seeing. So it was kind of nice for me at least like content overload. Drummers mm. were just doing more internet at Instagram tutorials and stuff. So I think it was, that's kind of a silver lining in all this is people took to the internet and pushed more stuff out there. So I try to see the brighter side of it all like that. Yeah, that's it. That's interesting. So, um, how about your, so your band Sea Haven, you're, you're, are you the, you're the one who put it together, right? It's like your, your project, you do all the writing or like, um, how, how does, yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. So the band is with, uh, three of my buddies singer. I met in preschool at age Whoa. three. <laughs> and it's a funny story. Cause like a lot of people who have friends from like infant size it's because like the parents were friends or something like that like i met this kid in the sandbox and our parents wow. met because we'd be standing next to each other waiting to get picked up at school and a couple <laughs> years later he moved two doors down from my parents house and we just grew up together and just kind of wow. clicked and started loving listening to music together playing music together he's been my main dude since i was like nine years old got the first guitar and then sea haven was like just one of our many projects we did mess around like little hardcore things in high school punk type stuff and later in high school we kind of try to take a more serious like route and sea haven was born when we were like 17 and we got a little record deal at a high school and started the whole diy touring thing dirty van sleeping on floors yeah. and just kind of took it up from there it was a lot of hard work and of course a little bit of luck involved but uh, those guys uh, are like the dominant songwriters in the band. Every album we've had has been kind of been different with who did what. There's been a couple member changes, but this most recent album, it was very back to basics in the sense of we would all get in a room together, get on our instruments and be like, what do we feel like today? And we just start playing and 10, 20 minutes would go by and then we'd stop and be like, wait, go back to that one part. Yeah. And that part would be what really was the start of a new song that ended up making the record. So. It was a very like team effort, I guess you could say, of course, led by like Cody and Kyle, like the writers in the band. But um, I just get to sit back and watch it all happen and just lay down some beats. So I feel like I got the best job in the band. <laughs> it was fun one, at least that is, you know? Yeah, that's cool, that's cool man. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I saw some uh, clips of you recording some drums and um, yeah, I don't know if that was promo for the new album or just session work, but man, solid, solid playing, man. Really solid. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. It's uh, it's actually clips from the recording studio. We did this record at in Omaha and I brought my camera and I just kind of pressed record with no plans to do anything with it. And I've never been an internet drummer or tried to post clips or promote myself at all until I had a big, revelation during quarantine of like wait i've been like watching this shit for years from the sidelines like i can't be touring right now like i gotta build somewhere else so that's how that all started mm -hmm. so i've been going through my hard drives like trying to find some like post worthy stuff and i don't have anything that's just like crazy <laughs> like out out like full out on 10 but i figured posting some stuff is better than nothing and i just pulled a couple clips from like the recording studio just like easy going grooves and just just to get something out there to show people that I'm alive right. and something's getting started, you know, but that's from the studio. I think there's like a, a revolution happening with drummers too. That's like, man, it doesn't have to be like all chops, you know, like not all of us play like that. I don't like posting stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm like 
just post a beat, man. Like just post anything, like just a cool drum fill or anything. And it's like, I appreciate that so much more where I'm like, dude, I that is too. so fat and solid sounding and like stylish, stylish, you know, and uh, I don't need to see, you know, your 16 note triplet bass drum variations. Like It's like, it's cool. It's cool if you could do that, but I 100% agree. It's like a, it's like a sports at that point. It's like, Hey, like how fast can you play this? Like tag yeah. another drummer. How fast can you play this faster than me? Bet you can't. It's like, okay. Like yeah. give me some tasteful. <laughs> so I agree with you, man. Yeah. And, and especially something that where it's like, you're, you're showing, you know, this is what I do when I'm working. This is why I'm working. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, there's a place for the Insta famous people, the, you know, the Instagram drummers that don't have real gigs. They just post you melting your face videos every day, but there's something else to be said about dudes that are out there. Like, like uh, my buddy Sahir calls it real dogs out there really real doing dogs. it. Yeah. You know, really, yeah. really out there showing you like how drummers really work. So, um, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so, um, this new album, how are like, is it coming out on a label? Is it like, can you talk a little bit more about the album? Maybe the process, um, you talked a little bit about how the writing process was, but um, what you guys' plans are maybe for promotion and, and all that stuff? Yes, sir. Uh, we recently signed to Pure Noise Records, which is a record label out of now Pasadena, California. Cool. Uh, their CEO, owner, Jake Round, uh, we met like a decade ago in our early days of touring, and he'd take us in and let us sleep on his floor of his office slash apartment. And we've always been friends. Uh we were with another label for a long time until we became free agents in 2016. Our band went dark for a couple years. We just kind of lost it for a little bit. We had been touring for years and years, was just fresh out of a label. We actually went down to Costa Rica for a month and a half, rented a house in a jungle, flew out recording equipment, and just tried demoing. And like, we just couldn't like finish anything on the head and we weren't 100% satisfied with what we were doing. So we kind of decided to just like, take a break, set it down and like live some normal life for a bit. Everybody got real jobs, girlfriends, car payments, apartments, and like life kind of took a different route. And we kind of like unofficially broke up, never said anything about it. Wow. Wasn't a hundred percent sure, but it's like a couple years just flew by. And uh, one day we, uh, half the band and myself were watching a show of our buddies balance and composure during like their fel- farewell run. And we share a, a booking agent with them and we're sitting there talking to him and he's like, you guys got to get something going. Like you're all here. Like you guys are all still friends. Like what the fuck's going on? And uh, we had heard murmurs that Jake was interested in working with us at some point recently. So our booking agent in real time got on his phone and emailed him like, yo, you want to meet with Sea Haven?" And he immediately replied like, yep, yeah, next Wednesday. And within a few days we sat down with him it was a really easygoing conversation. He pretty much said, you guys can do a single, you can do an EP, you can do a record. I don't care. I just want to work with you guys. Let's get it going. That's awesome. And that like reignited the band and we signed with them, uh, entered the lab, so to speak, started writing. And uh, we ended up recording it last February. We flew out on Valentine's Day to Omaha to record at a studio called Another Recording Company. It's owned by... a uh, Mike Mogus and Connor Obers, the guys behind uh, Bright Eyes. Okay. Big, big band. Yeah. And uh, we did did the record there. It's got a ton of vintage Neve gear. And that's not my world, but like the room is surrounded in 
equipment that was created 50 years before I was born, you know? So mm-hmm. that's cool. And uh, we ended up flying home, finishing it. And then within a week, the world went into lockdown. So we just like cut it just at the right time. Wow. <laughs> like just in time. And we were entertaining doing other studios and working with other guys that weren't as available. And if we went that route, we might've never have done the record and yeah. quarantine ruined, ruined everything. It's, it's been pretty crazy, but, but yeah, uh, it's been like a year and a half in the making since the rebirth of Sea Haven, And it's been really fulfilling and really rewarding. And as a group, we're very performance based. Like we love being in new cities. So to not have that immediately, like, accessible post-release is kind of difficult it's like a delayed gratification but just seeing stuff on the internet and fans tweeting us and instagramming us and stuff it's been pretty pretty sweet so far but we're getting the record out on friday uh we do have a couple ideas in the works regarding on what to do in the meantime nothing i can officially speak on yet but uh i mean we're, we're trying to do what we can with the internet and stay relevant and give fans something to look forward to and you know build the name a little bit and yeah, get on yeah. the road ASAP. Yeah, ASAP. Get on the road. It's really strange not being able to do that. Yeah, I I agree, man. That sounds really Crazy cool, stuff. though. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and congratulations on on being able to accomplish Thanks, that. Man. You know, it's really cool. It. Um, and so if people like want to stay posted, you know, on what you guys are going to be doing next, make sure you follow um the band. It's at, it's at Sea Haven. Uh at sea haven right or something what is it oh my gosh at at sea haven grams uh at grams haven, that's what it was at sea haven has been taken for years uh, yeah. by some like random account and every now and then i'll like dm and be like yo how much do you want for this name i will pay i will pay and he will not respond i've oh had management gosh. try it girlfriends of other band members have tried offering money like we want that name and it hasn't happened yet so maybe yeah. one of these days It'll be probably like an account that somebody created and didn't, doesn't even use anymore. You know, that's, that's the worst part. I mean, it's just an Instagram name. Who cares? But like already you, it's like, it must be sea Haven, right? Nope. It's sea Haven. Haven Yeah. yeah. Follow that Twitter, sea Haven tweets. And that's where you'll see the list, the stuff we post. Nice one. Uh, you guys ready to jump on the, um, wheel of death. Yeah. yeah. For some random questions. I'm nervous. <laughs> it's I'm not that kidding. crazy. Right. Lay it on me. Drum, 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 drum Brigade Podcast. Anything happen in the chat room, Phil? Nothing yet? No questions. No questions. Um, all good. What's up to everybody that's watching, listening, hanging, all that stuff? All right, I'm going to spin this thing. Whoops, wrong button. <laughs> Ooh, what's the angriest you've ever gotten at one of your bandmates? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, oh dear. Like I mentioned, we've all like grown up, grown up together, so we can fight like brothers, so to speak. But I mean, if anything, ah, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> It's, there I is mean, those days, man, when you're on tour or something, you're just like, oh my God, I can't stand this guy anymore. Even though he's a friend of mine, you know, it's like, I've had those days. 
If anything, they could probably think of a lot more things uh, to get mad at me about. <laughs> I was kind of the wild card crazy kid in the band uh, yeah. for a while, classic drummer, you know? <laughs> but uh, one thing I can remember that would always annoy me is uh, we'd be driving in the van. I was one of the two drivers in our band. Uh, Mike and I are the only guys who took the wheel. And uh, one of our members would be always in the back bench and because it was so cold out during winter tours, he was trying to save his voice a lot. So when he'd want to talk to me, he'd call me from the back seat, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Dude, like, I'm right here. Like, <laughs> hey, can we stop for food? Like, it's it, it's it sounds like silly and trivial, but you're in a tin can with like your boys yeah. for weeks and weeks, and sometimes months at a time. So like, little things will tick you off. Like looking back, it sounds really silly, but uh just driving at three in the morning and my phone ring and I look and I'm like, yo, I'm right here. Like, <laughs> what do you need? I remember that that caused like a good day or two of like poking at each other and just pissing each other yeah. off. Cause we were fucking childish kids <laughs> back in the day, but they, things are pretty good now. Uh, no arguments. We figured our, our, each other out really, really well. And we coexist very, very well just after a decade of doing that tin can on the road yeah. thing. But yeah, um, there's a couple others that come to my head, but that's not safe for work. Uh, I, I don't want to put that up. That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> Phil, have you ever been in a situation where you've been just furious at a bandmate? Um, I like I I guess it it it, you, it gets frustrating when everyone's trying to pack up, or rather that you finish the gig, and you it's time to pack up all the equipment. I'm talking about gigs where you bring your own PA system, and. uh like everyone's just hanging out drinking and and like I'd, I'd pack up all my stuff and get in in the car and then be packing the pee up by myself. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. Me off, that, that, that's probably the, the most frustrating, but not usually. I, I've gotten into some of those situations where we have like a tech on the, on the gig or like, you know, on, on the, on the, on a tour and, I'm like the I I don't I want to make sure the drums get packed responsibly so like I'll help you know but then it it, it starts getting to where the tech is used to me helping every night and so then at the end of the gig it's like Corey come on let's load up and I'm like there's like a million other dudes in this band like why do I <laughs> like I I helped you for like two nights and now it's like I, it's my job you know but. I would get pissed off at some of the other guys like that. I think there's there's like there's too many stories for me, man. Phil, you know, I I've been on a soapbox so much for like other musicians in the band, but um, yeah. I think like there's there's a billion stories that I have from touring, but like playing local gigs, there's been a lot of times where I've gotten like we've almost started fighting with like this bass player in town. I mean, we we haven't fought in a long time, but we've we would get into it. There was, okay. There was one time that I can think of that I was on the gig and they were, the catering was supposed to know that there's supposed to be one vegetarian meal or there's like a vegan meal or something. And they didn't, so they, yeah. So they brought out like chicken and it was like with cheese and stuff all. And I was like, I can't eat that. And they're like, the, the cater guy was like, that's all we got. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to start eating meat today, like after years of doing this, just because you don't have anything else. Can you figure something out? Like you don't have a salad or something. And so he comes back with like a salad and, and like 
and it was like, I was, I was already pissed off because everybody else gets to have a full meal. And I specified ahead of time and it was on the gig sheet and everything. And so the, the bass player who was like the leader guy was like, he's like, you should just like suck it up and eat it. That's like oh, basically no. what he said. And I was like, what? I was like, talk to me like that. And so we, we, dude, we got into it. How long have you not eaten meat for? I'm going on nine years, I think. Nice. I'm I'm about the same. And um, I feel that pain. I've been in that situation and it's rough, rough enough to the point where like on tour, I will have like a reserve, like stash of food in the bus or in the van for when that happens, especially in Europe, like the catering, it happens to be like just meat. Like just yeah. assortments of cold meat. cuts, and like, man. <laughs> and like, I'll walk into the venue and be like, oh, one of these days, so I'll go back to the van and uh, fix myself a PB and J and be like, ah, I'm just, I guess this is my fault that I'm not eating yeah. what everybody else eats. So I've <laughs> I've definitely been there before. But for somebody to like be like, bro, like break veg, eat it, is yeah. kind of insane. He was like, you should just be happy for that you're getting something. And I'm like, it doesn't matter, like this wasn't like a tour situation. This was like a, um, like a, um, corporate gig, you know, like where it was specified. I did my part and specified on my, my worksheet that there is one vegetarian in the band and like everybody else has their needs cared, cared for. And it's part of my deal. It, you know, I'm not gonna like, it's yeah. So we got into it. Like it was just the attitude of like, well, I said, put yourself in my shoes. If you were on this gig for as long as we have, we're on it and you didn't have anything to eat, put yourself in my shoes. He's like, I would suck it up and eat it. And I was like, dude, you're about to get sucked up and socked in the face. If you don't <laughs> shut up, dude. Like, so yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, next. Funny, man. Phil's been vegetarian for like what? 12 years or something. Not quite. We're all th- all three veggies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, different different kind of question here. You're on a session and bombing. It's the worst case scenario. You're like just you can't get it right. It's like it's the worst. Uh, what do you do? How do you handle it? What's your honestly? Move? I've had nightmares about this, and I was <laughs> re- just kind of recently just thinking about that because my brain just goes crazy places. I would think, regardless of the situation. Uh, I'd have to just man up and be honest and like, be like, guys, I'm just not feeling it today. I would forfeit any pay. And I'd probably call in someone like Tyler Zarzika and be like, I got a guy to save the day and have him yeah. come in and fix the issue for me. Hopefully that, um, that's something that might never happen, but, uh, I would, I want to be like a, just storm out. Like when I suck today, I'd, <laughs> or hopefully ne- never be in a situation where bombing is potential because there's been gigs that come up or like offers for stuff and i listen to the music and be like oh this is like blast beats double kick pedal yeah i don't do that yeah <laughs> i don't own a double kick pedal that's just never been me as a drummer and right. i would uh nicely decline uh the audition but i think to avoid stuff like that you'd probably just need to take on what you know you can obviously you'll get gigs where like oh shit like this is a this is a tough one and there's some excitement in that and you'll work through that and exit it a better drummer you know yeah but in the situation i was just bombing for whatever reason i'd probably just have to man up and be like guys i'm sorry for wasting your time whatever this costs i'll reimburse you let me get someone else who can fix this yeah on the horn that's like nightmare status that sucks that's awful yeah 
I've definitely been in that, in those situations where, you know, like I've had sessions when I was a kid where I, like, I had a session, my first session ever. No, I was like maybe my second, but I, it was like the first session that I've been hired on and, um, I never played with a click. And so I was like, <laughs> I didn't know that you were supposed to know how to do that. You so learned the like, hard way. Yeah. And so I couldn't get this. In, like, basically they all recorded their parts and then they were like, we want you to redo the drums. And, okay. but we need you to play to a click. And I could not, I couldn't get it right. I didn't know what I was doing. And they were super nice. Cause I was like, I was really young, but they were like, uh, yeah, we're just going to bring in another guy. No worries, man. No worries. You're good. And I was just like, dude, head hung, hung low. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but now I know what I'm capable of. So I would just be like, yeah, like, Hey, I don't think I'm your guy. You know, like I'm not, I don't, I don't really do that. Like I don't, and there's, like, and like, there's you, respect in that, you know? Right. Yeah. And I would, and I would probably be like, Hey, you know, if, if, for me, like I know that I can, I can record drums and play to a click and do all that stuff. So if there's something that you're asking me to do, like a metal double bass thing, that's not, that's not my bag. But I know a guy that you can call. I would do that. Exactly. Like, I would just be like, sorry, for, sorry, man, I'm not your guy. Like, this is a guy that can handle it. Call him. And if you have anything else, like along these lines, then give me a call. I'm happy to do it. But yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, a great way to go about it. Yeah. But I got to ask you, after that session had happened, I'm assuming you went straight home, bought a, a metronome and like, okay, I'm going yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. I, um, Kind of nice. I mean, you learned the hard way. Something impacted you, and you're like, "Shit, I'm I'm not gonna let that happen again." So then you it was, and figured it out. It was more like, "Okay, no more sessions. I'm not doing that again." <laughs> and then it was oh. like, "You know what? I need to I need to do this." So, but they they hired my teacher to come in and and lay it down, and he was like, "Yeah, he was. It was no problem for him." Nice. So I think, and I think they were trying to cut corners. Like they were trying to get me to do it. I was, like I said, I was a young kid and, and they were trying to get somebody to do it for free. Yep. And then they had to pay my teacher to do it. So it's shame on them. Shame <laughs> on them. We'll, we'll put it on them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Phil, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much just feeling the same way as you guys. Like if I was not qual, if, you know, if it was like, I wasn't qualified to do the the given work i would totally just be honest about it and yeah um but if i was just if i should have been qualified and i was just having an off day um that's sucks i don't know i guess oh, maybe i would i would think about getting some tea or coffee or yeah maybe a <laughs> snack a, li a light snack would help guys i need to have some tea i'll come back and give it another try i need my chamomile <laughs> i don't know you know there's that's the worst feeling, man. When like you're, the walls are closing in, where you're just like, the problem's me. Like, what do I do? Yeah, take you know? a take a breather, right? Just yeah, be like, guys, I need I need ten minutes, and then I'll come back and I'll slay it. I promise. <laughs> I've had to take a moment like that where it's like, hey, there's this fill that they want me to do, and you know, it's not coming natural to me. So I'm like, hey, can you guys just give me five minutes? And then it's just over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, doing this fill, doing this fill, and then trying to play it in context. Let me try it with the tune, play it, you know, and then, all right, cool. I think I'm ready. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. And then I mess, mess it up. Oh, let me take it again. You know, it's like, dude, you want to go in there and be like, be like, what's his name, dude? Um, who's the guy that plays with the vandals? Josh um, freeze, Josh, Josh freeze. You, everybody wants to be Josh freeze and just go on and lay, lay things down one take and give them an invoice and be like, Hey, later. <laughs> 
Yeah. That dude is a monster. <laughs> yeah. Monster. I think he plays for Sting now. Is that yeah. right? Or he, before the shutdown? Yeah. You know what's crazy. amazing too? To go from punk rock to Sting. And when you hear him do it, it's like when he when he plays like uh, a band I was playing when in was opening for the for the Vandals and oh cool I saw him on stage and I was just like this dude sounds like a regular punk drummer like he doesn't sound like like that crazy like you know he doesn't sound like he's that insane like crazy um, session guy then you hear him on the Sting gig and you're like oh so he's like he plays every gig that he gets like a chameleon. Like he fits mm-hmm. in every situation perfectly. Like he doesn't sound like he's an amazing, dope, crazy drummer when he's playing with the Vandals, but then he's, awesome. he's that's, that's part of the gig. Like, it's so amazing, man. It's like, Oh man, that's crazy. That's, that's like, yeah, he's dope, man. That's he's the really dream. Dope. He wouldn't talk to me though. Wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> that's not cool. I'm Corey Kingston. All right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. One more. Let's go one more. Oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Uh, this is the first impressions question. <laughs> so this is you're meeting me or Funky Phil for the first time. And you are like, you have to size us up and be like, what's this guy into? What does he do for music? What kind of work? What kind of music does he listen to? All right, here's me. I'm standing up. I have no shoes on. Just chilling in my studio. (laughs) Um, uh, And so we're not drummers. Or we could be, but we're just... I know nothing about you guys. You know nothing about us. We're just, hey, man, how's it going? I'm Corey. Nice to meet you. And now it's like, okay, this guy's obviously this, and he's into this kind of music. Were your uh, pants rolled up a little bit? Yes. Okay. Oh you got the beanie on. You got the glasses. You're in all black. I would honestly shoot for like, you listen to a lot of hardcore or post-hardcore. Right. And you're probably a singer because you're very, <laughs> you're charismatic and you're very talkative and a nice guy to talk to. I would assume you like being on stage front and center, but screaming out of the crowd. <laughs> It's so opposite of me in real life. Really? <laughs> the dress is just completely comfortable me at the studio, but I do like I hardcore. Like I do like that kind of stuff, but singer be scared out of my mind. No chance. Me too. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that's what I get from you. So that's cool. I'm, t- I'm totally cool with that. I like that idea. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, I like that look too. So that's, uh, that's pretty good. You got some um, style. No tattoos though, like no tattoos. So that's like kind of a throw off of like, is this guy like into hardcore? Maybe not. I don't know. No tattoos <laughs> is like cool now though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah everybody, everybody's covered now. Now when I see like a grown ass man in music without uh, tattoos, I'm like, nice. That's clean. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should be a singer, no. Funky Phil. You know, I have a great voice. <laughs> you have a great podcast gets. voice. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Play that again, Phil. We are punk rock as it gets. <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. We were, I was singing like that um, Blink-182 kind of like punk because we had, uh, we had um, Ryland from, from uh, or was it him? I think it was Ryland from, uh, from um, what's that, ska band? Uh, Real Big Fish. It wasn't him. It was some other guy that we had on. I can't remember anyways. Uh, oh no, it was the guy from MXPX. Yuri. 
Yeah. 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 And I was, great I drummer. Was, yeah, great drummer. And I was, so I was like talking like, yeah, Phil, they're like power pop punk or something. And I was like, you know, that kind of music. And I started singing like that. Like and Tom DeLong. Yeah. And then Phil took my clip and now it's, we are podcast. punk rock as it gets. <laughs> Got you forever. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> All right. So what do you think about Phil? Oh, I love this one. Uh, this is tough because Phil has been more of a fly on the wall. I haven't seen too much from this guy. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to. You could go in. It's fun. <laughs> he's, Phil seems very serious, which makes me think he's a very smart guy. He's a man of few words. <laughs> uh, I feel like Phil is like that classic like auxiliary guy with like four keyboards and like six computers around him and he just like runs that shit on the band he's in charge of the lights as well he's in charge of the fog machine and he's just like the brain and the band that sounds right Phil. Whoa. he <laughs> might even right. be the musical director for the gig he's he's quiet he's watching from afar and he's he stays in his corner yeah. and he's fucking he's in his lab doing this <laughs> I like that. That's that seems right. Has anybody said this before? Has anybody gotten close to this? No. no it's his beard time. though. The beard is what's changing the game for you, <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Yeah. It's he doesn't normally have a beard, but now he's like, it's yeah, you look smarter, more distinguished. <laughs> okay. My impression of you is um I'm kind of feeling the same. You seem like you are you know what? I'm going to not say drummer or in a band. I'm going to say you are a professional YouTuber. Like oh, you're, no. you're the dude that does, and you might be, you might be a professional, oh. you might be a professional parkour guy, like where you walk on the edge of, of buildings and you're holding like a 360 camera and you're just like, yeah, man, I'm in Italy. Yeah. Like, and you get paid <laughs> millions of dollars. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> you get paid millions that. of dollars by being daring, like climbing, like, like, um, cranes and stuff. And you're just like hanging out and you're just like, you're like dating hot models, but you don't really, no one knows what you do. You just drive exotic cars and you're just like, yeah, man, I'm in Ibiza. Like <laughs> that's kind of, I, I know what you're talking about. Cause I follow some of these guys on the internet because it's such yeah. an enigma. Like, wait, they're doing this and then they're doing that. Like, not that they need to show a source of income, but I'm like, they're on the top of the tallest skyscraper. Then they're in Bali driving a Lambo. Yeah. This kid looks like he's 19. I'm like, where does, how does this happen? It's interesting. Exactly. I'll click a follow. Crazy yeah. stuff, but I'll, I'll take it. Thank you. I, I yeah. guess it could be worse. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> think you do anything with music. I think you're like, you know, I mean, if you could, if you were like, Hey, I'm a, I'm in a band, I'd be like, okay, yeah. But First impressions, yeah. You're this this guy's like a total vlogger, YouTuber guy, and he just makes millions. It. And there's just tons of hot girls that are just following you. But you're just <laughs> like, yeah, just waking up in your hotel room with no shirt on, just like, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go explore. You know, funky. That's kind of funny, man. Mine has changed for you today. Um, uh oh. You you still work from home. Last time Phil was in the weed industry and he was like, he, he clips like he clips buds like off of trees. <laughs> now you're like a, a programmer and you work from home, dude. You don't, you don't, you don't go out much. You just, you just make, you just like type in code and you drink coffee and you like eat sandwiches. And that's, that's kind of in line with what I said. Yeah, man. You got screens and maybe you're, Maybe you're a gamer. 
Maybe you're a professional gamer, but you also know how to do code. Yeah. Man. Anything technical. Maybe you're a graphic designer. You do anything with computers, you know, and you just, you have, you're not a guy that has one screen in front of you. You have like three minimum. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Phil, what, what about me? And what about, what about, uh, Eric? I got I to keep the beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than weed, like better than like cutting weed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, harvesting, harvesting weed, harvesting weed. That's what he does. And he, and like you walk in and it's just like bongs everywhere. And like, it smells like dank weed in his house. <laughs> I feel like Phil's the kind where he's in the weed game, but he does not smoke the weed. He's that. Yeah, serious. that's what it was. That's exactly what it was <laughs> last week. You don't smoke your own supply. He's the business side of it. Yes. That's exactly what I said. He was last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> Dang. Get some good ones this week. Awesome. Um, Okay. Eric, I think that you ride dirt bikes professionally. Hell, <laughs> that's true. That's like, do, yeah. Like, you can do all the flips and all that <laughs> and all that stuff. And um, you have like a super successful online show about it too. Ah. Then, I really I really like how you said that cuz prior to music and drums, dirt biking was like my passion, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. Dang, me too. Are you for real? Yeah. Dude, I miss that shit so much, but now that I'm older, once, once drumming got serious, I'm like, I can't fuck with this stuff. Like, I've yeah. broken wrists as, like, a kid. I'm like, now I play drums. I want to do this. I won't even yeah. go snowboarding with my family anymore because I'm so ter Same. terrified of, like, injuring your nimble body that you yeah. need every <laughs> tendon and muscle to play this instrument. Right. So I, I really appreciate that, Phil, because that is um, a long dead dream of mine. I was obsessed with that shit. Uh, yes. Good. You, good work. Do you know who Ken Roxon is? No. He's a he's a professional racer. He's from Germany, and um, that's mm. who I first thought you looked like. I was like, this dude looks like Ken Roxon. Um, so Ken Roxon. Yeah, and it's R O C Z E N R O C Z E N. Okay, now I'll do Corey. I love hearing what I look like. <laughs> Corey. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> It's good looking yeah, guy. A white, okay. white dude with a big nose, just like me. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do I do, Phil? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, there oh, it is. Nice. See, look at that. It's like him as a dirt bike rider. <laughs> I'll take it. Anyway, he's like sorry. he's like a really, really good like motocross guy. Like really good. That's awesome. Um, all right, Phil. What am I? Okay, today, Corey, you are a very bitter very bitter guitar center employee <laughs> and you work in the pro audio department you know absolutely everything about pro audio but you hate helping customers <laughs> sounds right at dude. all costs you want nothing to do with helping anyone but you will you will gladly look down your nose at anyone with a question <laughs> And and forget about it. If someone brings up something from another department to buy from you in the pro audio section, you're like, no, go to go to that department. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That might be real life. Like that might be who I am. Like in the next couple months. You never know. <laughs> no. No. That's pretty, oh my god. Pretty funny. Can you imagine me working at Guitar Center, dude? I hate Guitar Center, and if I had to work there, oh. Yeah, Corey. Man. Corey gets pretty upset about them on an almost weekly basis. <laughs> you guys, you guys are out uh, out of OC, right? Oceanside, 
So San Diego. You guys have, you guys have a, a Sam Ash out there? Yeah. And uh, it's down further East County, though. Sam Ash is where it's at. All over the country, yeah. Guitar Center, Sam Ash down, has yeah. always been great. So I'll, I'll, I'll plug Sam Ash. Customer service is always great. Great drum selection. I can't, Guitar Center is like, I need something now. I have no option. I have 15 minutes. I guess I'll go in there and see what happens. But Sam Ash is where it's at. Sam Ash is where it's at. And they always have more than what you're looking for, you know? Like, if, if you're mm-hmm. looking for a symbol, most likely they have it, you know, if you need to, like, buy it Tons from of stuff. Like, yeah, I like, I like Sam Ash. Um, all right, man. So again, thank you for coming on and, um, thank you for playing the wheel of death with us. That's really cool. Um, congrats you on the guys new are album. awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and you're always welcome to come on anytime. You know, it's like, we, uh, we love repeat guests and hanging out with, with the homies. So, um, congrats awesome. on the new album coming out this this Friday this week. That is like really cool, good news, and um, thank you. That's big. Uh, people want to follow. It's uh, on Twitter. It's well on Instagram for your band, Sea Haven Grams. Yep. On Twitter, Sea Haven tweets. Yep. And then um, you are you have a few accounts. So you're the one for fans to follow is uh, at Miko Drums. At Miko Drums. Yeah. Easy um, as that. Cool. Dude, my cat's name is Miko. No and it's spelled way. the same way, yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is your cat's name Miko? I have no idea. We just named her Miko. Like I, I yeah. love your cat. <laughs> it's cool. It's a cool cat too. Yeah. Awesome. We named her, so. her full name is Miko Buttons. And like that's just her name. <laughs> sweet. You can call me Miko Buttons for now on. All right. Sweet. <laughs> um man, thank you so much for coming on. And um again, like, yeah. Um you know, congrats on the new album. So we always top everybody's um, interview off by finishing this sentence. Eric Miko Finlay is blank. Finish that sentence. Eric Miko Finlay ain't done with this podcast, man. I'm just getting started right now. (laughs) Wait, real quick. I wanted to ask you guys, you do this uh, drum lessons on the beach thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is something I had in my head because i live in hermosa beach like the ocean is like a block this way for me oh cool and i've always wanted to do that and in my head i'm like i want to get like a little canopy on the beach and like get fans and friends and like kids to want to like play some drums and this has been like just a random blurb thought of mine and i'm scrolling your instagram a couple months ago and i'm like this motherfucker stole my idea (laughs) how does that go is it uh it's not it's not going too well right now, man. It might be better for you in Hermosa beach, but, um, it's, uh, it, it was amazing when we were doing it like amazing. And the response was so cool. Like people would randomly walk up and just be like, this is the best idea I've ever seen. But the city is kind of shutting us down on that right now. So they're, um, there's like, code enforcement will come out and be like, what is this? Get out of here. Yeah. That's really? what happened. Yeah, they oh. said that there's a there's some kind of clause on the beach of um in Oceanside at least, but they said all of California is um you're not allowed to have commerce on the beach. So it's like the same reason like mm. when you go to Mexico, you you know, you have people bombarding you all day like trying to sell you candy and bracelets and stuff. There's a reason why you go to the beach in California and you can just chill out and relax and not have to worry about that. That's I didn't think it's about that. Illegal. Yeah. So I wasn't really trying to have commerce on the beach i was just trying to be safe because of covid and we're allowed to work outside so i'm like let's do it outside and it was going so good they didn't bother us for like seven or eight weeks 
Uh-huh. And the lifeguards came up and they're like, hey, what is this? And I'm like, oh, nothing, man. We're just practicing. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that, man. So so we have the city working with us now that we're going to we're going to do it. Damn. Yeah, we're going to do it at a park that's close to the beach. Mm-hmm. It's like across the street from the beach. And then um, it's cool. There's like a little like um, river that goes by there from the from the ocean, like the, the waves crash in and it goes by. So we're going to try mm-hmm. it at that. Um I just need to get a couple things like met, like fixed with my insurance and all that stuff. If we're going to do it yeah. right and we're not going to get hassled by anybody, then I want to do it right. And then I can probably bring real drums on, on the beach, you know, and I have to do it silently. So, but nothing's going to be as good as playing on the sand, dude. That was so much fun. And I the kids loved it, man. The kids loved it. We got so many new, like, um, you know, people coming up and signing on, signing up for lessons because we were on the beach, you know, it's like really, I would just do, like, you could do it for a while, like, you know, and then my problem was I had like drum brigade banners and like all kinds of signage and stuff that, you know, if I was just playing drums on the beach, they probably wouldn't have bothered me. So, and now they know who I am. So now I can't really, I can't really go back, you know? So. Well, cool. I'll, I'll keep myself posted on that. I'd love to come hang out and jump on the kit with you guys and man, anytime. Anytime, anytime we're right here in Oceanside, man. That'd be really cool. So Yeah, you guys are a 30-minute drive for me. We should do that one of these days. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll keep in touch. My pleasure, man. Thank you so much. All right. Oh. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Shout out to Eric Miko, Finley. What a super solid dude that guy was. For real. Yeah, man. It's like we we've never met in person, but you know, it's like could just hang out. There's a thing with guys like him though that like are are like used to touring, used to playing in bands, used to doing stuff, working and, you know, you, you just like, it's those, that's one of the guys that you would meet your band would just somehow be on tour with them, you know, or you'd cross paths with them on the road. And then you'd just be like hanging out the whole night. Like, you know, yeah. like I've had those situations where you, it's like, that's the beauty of making music. You know, it's like you have that in common. You're both drummers. You're admiring each other's playing. You're, you know, it's like, ends up being a cool guy and so it's what this show is about you know yeah so um shout out to him thank you so much for coming on eric man we'll have you on again um and congrats on the new album that's dope that's like dope uh okay so this one time hey that's really loud, huh? Yeah. Blowing up my ears over here. <laughs> I, I just adjusted it. Hold on. That's better. That's better, right? <laughs> it's a new segment, Phil, so it's it's a little loud, you know, but yeah. um uh this one time, Phil. What happened? This one time I was on tour and um so these are random stories this one time. Oh yeah, this one time is brought to you by Drum Brigade merch. And uh yeah, if you haven't seen Drum Brigade merch, just go check it out. Drumbrigade.com, hit the merch button. 
find something you like. Yeah. Get it for Christmas. Oh yeah. Um, all right. This one time I, I used to tour a lot with the Agrolites. I used to, that was in the band, the original drummer in that band started playing with them a long time ago. We've been in some situations, man. We've been in some weird situations in that band and um, we've like zigzagged this country. I don't even know how many times and zigzagged other countries like Canada and Mexico and Europe. We have zigzagged through these countries over and over and over again. And uh, one time we went on tour in the van. We had a 16 passenger van since we're talking about vans today, Phil. We had a 16 passenger van and then a box like enclosed trailer with all our, our equipment. And it decided, so we had to get, I think we were opening for social distortion and we had to get to Boston to start. I believe it was Boston to start this tour. So we left with three days, four days to get there, I think. So our first show was on like Saturday and we left on like Wednesday. We leave and it just so happens like the whole country from Arizona all the way to the East coast was complete blizzard. It was like frozen snow everywhere. Dang. And so literally we got to Arizona and there was just covered in snow white out. And we are like driving. We're trying to drive like 24 hours a day, like without stopping, only stopping for gas, taking shifts, 24 hours. Yeah. Well, we're like stopping for food, stopping for gas, but we're taking shifts on driving. That's brutal. So it's my turn. Now we're these California, all of us are from California. Uh, we're driving across the country. It's my turn to drive. It's like three in the morning. I'm driving. There's these, these truckers that are just zooming by me, man. Like, so I'm like the guitar player sitting next to me. He's like, Hey, just go slow. Like, we'll just take our time. We got plenty of time to get there. Let's take our time. Just don't, Go too fast, but keep it steady. Like, all right, I got this, man. I know how to drive. I'm driving, and it's sketchy, man. It's sketchy. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with the truckers because they are just blasting by me, dude. Like, super, like, they're going like 55. I'm going like 35, and I'm just trying to like edge our way across the country. Dude, I hit a patch of ice and spun the van with the trailer completely out on the freeway. It spun this way, then it spun that way, and spun all the way around. This is the van, Phil. It's going straight. It spun sideways, caught traction, spun the other way, and ended up backwards on the freeway with the trailer in the in a ditch on the side of the road. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was scared out of my mind. I uh, There's guys sleeping on the floor. Like, well, I mean, I thought well, we were going to Well, not roll. anymore, I hope. They do they everybody's like, oh my god. And I'm just whoa, 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 whoa. Backwards on the freeway. Dude, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. It's like it's free, it's probably 10 degrees outside. It's probably colder. I'm in it, I'm in I'm in shorts. Flip-flops. And like I didn't have flip I may have been in flip-flops, but I, I think I just had like like the equivalent of vans. I had winos on. I don't know if you know what winos are. Nope. Uh they're just like they're like they're kind of like vans. Um so I I I'm like, what the heck just happened? 
And there's no, dude, there was no coming out of that. So we're stuck in like three feet of snow on the side of the road. And there are two feet of snow on the side of the road. I get out and I'm like, oh my God, it's freezing. <laughs> and I get back in the van, heater on. The guy, we have to jump out and like put, put chains on to get out of this ditch. I, th- I thought for sure our equipment is wrecked. I don't know how we didn't jackknife. It was like the trailer just stayed right behind us perfectly. And then we ended up in a ditch. That's crazy. And uh, we put the chains on, pulled to the other side of the road and stayed there until the next day. We slept in the van until like nine o'clock the next morning. That's nuts. And then everything <laughs> worked fine. I mean, we had to cancel the first show because we couldn't make it. We were like, we were just inching our way across the country. Dang. And uh, we had to kind of, I think if I remember correctly, we had to ride out the storm and just let it, let it go. We just got a hotel, stayed in a room. And then we, we let like get, let the roads get plowed. And then we drove across and then I put pants on and continued our journey. <laughs> I like that you waited for the roads to get plowed to put your pants yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> shorts. Shorts. <laughs> Trying to put on chains with shorts on. Uh, there's some crazy stuff that's happened, but that's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. And like, yeah, I was so scared. I thought we were going to roll the van. That's so scary. It was, like, it was super soft, man. Like just like we just landed gently into the side of the road into like powder snow. Yeah, it's like the best case scenario right there. Yeah. And all yeah. your all your gear was okay? Nothing happened. The van didn't, I mean, the trailer didn't touch the van. I thought, seriously, when they say things are going in slow motion, that's what it was like. I thought we were going to get hit by a truck. I thought all of our equipment was on the side of the freeway, like drums rolling down the side of the freeway. <laughs> nothing. It was like nothing ever happened. It's just like we took a turn. But I, I don't know how we didn't get like smashed into a truck. I mean, it could have been really bad for us, man. Well, it's because you're like an experienced race car driver, probably. True, true. Monster trucks. Monster, yeah. You're used <laughs> to that. You're used to that. Yeah. So we just we just spun it out, and the band pulled together and was just like, put the chains on, and like we pulled it to the side of the road, and that was it. And I was like, sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. It, it's I couldn't help it. And they were just like, man, that was sketchy. And I'm like dude, it's just ice. It's like, I don't know. I was trying to go slow, but you know, it's just, I'm like, what the heck was I doing, man? Going on tour like that. So dumb. Yeah. It's freaky. Ice, iced up roads are, that's some scary biz. Got to have those chains on, right? Yeah. I don't know why we didn't have the chains on. We were just like, you know, you like always wait till the last minute. And like, it seemed like the, 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 the thing that was deceiving is the trucks were going so fast by us that they, you know, it seemed like we could go that fast because we're on a little truck, a little van, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Those were, those were the days though, man. There's like, there was some, you know, great times just being in a van driving across the country. And I just wish we had like more money and more backing to, yeah. to do that. It was like, you know, it was hard, hard times for, for us being like, you know, one hotel room for the band, maybe two sharing beds you know, and, um, you know, sometimes not, not having any money to eat and stuff like that. Touring in America is really hard. You're, you're well taken care of in Europe, but, mm. uh, but there's been times in Europe too, where it's just like, man, there's no there's no food, no catering, no nothing. And you're just like, you don't speak the language. You've been out here for eight weeks, six weeks, and you're just sick and tired of like 
you just want a burrito and you just want to have a English conversation with somebody and you know, so dang, I don't miss those days, but I do miss, I do miss like there, you know, it's good times cruising across the country and playing shows and you know, those days though were different for me, man. Like playing shows like that were like, sometimes they weren't great shows. Like sometimes you're playing in like a, a record store or like a library you know, or like a community center. And it was like some teenage promoters that are booking your show and your agent just p- booked it as a filler show to get you to the the main town that you're trying to play. And those days were just like, what are we doing, man? This sucks. You know, I'm away from my family and my wife and I'm not making any money and I'm trying to do this for the love of the band. And, you know, yeah, so. there is those days on tour. It's not always glamorous. It's truth. Um, truth. So, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I do miss it. I, I really want to get overseas though. I really wish that we were allowed to travel and play shows. Um, I want to play so bad in Europe right now, but nobody's, nobody's doing it. Nobody's having concerts right now. Yeah. So. That's rough, man. Yeah. Crazy times. Um, so we had a topic of the day, but I guess we're going to have to save it till, for next week. Um, right. Yeah, we gotta yeah. wrap this thing up. You got electricity to do. I got I got lessons to do. You got lessons to do. I'm hungry. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Freaking starving, man. You said the you said the magic word. You said burrito. Uh, now, now it's all I can think about. Really miss burritos. Have you uh, eaten anything today? Nope. Me either. I haven't eaten anything yet. Nothing. In like two weeks ago this would have been one o'clock so you know we're starving yeah coffee all right let's wrap this thing up (laughs) goes over um thank you guys for uh listening to the drum brigade podcast today thank you to eric miko finlay for coming on chatting about all kinds of things calling me a hardcore singer that's what i am now phil yeah or you were and then and now you work at guitar center Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mad because I can't tour in my hardcore band. That's why I'm bitter. That's why I'm bitter. I love that changes. It just, you know, I often wear the same thing, like black t-shirt, black pants, beanie, whatever. Yeah. It changes. Sometimes I'm a barista. Sometimes I'm a hardcore singer. Honestly, I just, it, I, I just make up random things each time because I can't, <laughs> I seriously can't be uh, subjective about it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it so many I times. Cons- I can't I just have to make up new ones every time. Yeah. I love consistently that you're not a drummer. You're always like a, a trumpet teacher, like a code writer. Yeah, even though I always have a drum brigade shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny, man. Um yeah, good times. All right, guys. So we'll be back next week. Make sure you check out our merch store, man. Um I know like we say it a lot, but our merch is really, um, we put a lot of effort and, uh, stuff into it. So check that out. Follow us on drum brigade, everything. Go follow me on TikTok Now you can see me play every single day. You can't always say that about Instagram. I don't play every day on Instagram, but on TikTok, every day, new video, me playing drums. Woo. Don't get your expectations super high. I'm not like a crazy melt your face. Eric Moore type. Yeah, you Just are a drummer, just a drummer. Okay, you're not going to be wowed. You're just going to be like, man, that's a solid groove. Next. 
Or, hey, that's a cool drum fill. I could do that. Next. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> Phil, hold on. What, what do you think about Drum Lesson Podcast? Drum Lesson Podcast? Every week, here's how you play this. And then we, like, demonstrate it, play it. We need to put up a thing on the in the chat room or on Instagram. Should we make a Drum Brigade lesson podcast audio only i know you're gonna say that's kind of hard to do because they need to see you do it it's just something you listen to to get ideas i like your impression of me (laughs) (laughs) i know you dude (laughs) it's and it doesn't have to be in depth like it just needs to be like hey today we're gonna be working with does the paradiddle diddle here's how we're gonna use it we're gonna use it on this here's the concept guys a lot of these lessons are just really like, you know, just talking anyways. Then you can hear it. You can download the sheet music here and then you're good. Just move on to the next podcast. That could All right, be we're going to put it. That could be fun. We're going to put it in the, we're going to do a poll. We need to, we need to make a poll. Should Drum Brigade do the Drum Brigade drum lesson podcast? Hosted. And done by Funky Phil Pardell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it today or like the last couple of weeks, like, hey, man, maybe we should do, maybe I should just do, because I'm, I don't know, man. It's just another thing, though, that like, you know, it's just another thing. Just forget the idea, Phil. <laughs> no, let's, I love let's how do you, a poll. You talk about it and then talk yourself out of it. <laughs> let's make a poll. Should the drum brigade do this? And then we might, we might throw a couple out there, out there. Like, Hey, you know, Phil talks about something (laughs) audio only. We have to, it's the challenge. We have to make it so that you can like understand it audio only. That could be cool. So like, yeah, it could be cool. Could be cool. We'll figure it out. All right. Everyone. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. I'm Corey Kingston. This has been the Drum Brigade Podcast. You might as well, you know, have a ponytail. It sucks, basically, is the word. (laughs) But I'm still working on it myself. You know, how do you work on that? Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.